Welcome to episode 98 of the Breakdown Walls podcast, and welcome back to one Sterlocatron. <sighs> I literally just walked in the door about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> just arrived home doing a podcast. That's and, the Sterlock uh, way. And I already, update, I already applied the patch. I already applied the patch, too. We'll get to that, though. <laughs> um, I... Just... I I looked at it for about thirty seconds, and I'm like, "Oh, I can't, I can't." Wait. It just, it just makes you go, "Yep, yep." <laughs> I haven't oh. even looked at it. I haven't even looked at it. Um, the honest truth is, I applied the patch like when it was when it, almost as soon as it went live, as soon as I saw it, anyway. Yeah. And uh, I, I haven't had, I haven't had time. I've been yeah. busy all day. Even after this podcast is done, I have one more obligation to meet. You see, I, I take my commitment seriously. And I still haven't worked on the Hades guide today, so I'm going to do that first. Ah, yes. Even after this, yep. And uh, knock some stuff out. That guide is uh, is currently nine pages of Microsoft Word type, so it's 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 getting it's getting pretty dense. It's getting pretty hefty. Nice. That's pretty good. Yes, indeed, indeed. Good. But we will get to that earlier. Um, <sighs> earlier, later. What am I talking about? Anyway. <laughs> um. Oh, all right. <laughs> This this episode of the show, episode, by the way, going back to this, episode 98, yo. 98. 98. We're almost there, man. We're almost to 100. Almost. Almost to 100, where the format changes and everything gets even better. 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 And the next couple episodes, and we'll get to this later, too, because I kind of want to hold this off. So the next couple episodes are going to be pretty good. Yep. Um. But this episode is going to be a single segment episode. We do this sometimes because the primary focus of this episode is going to be Gamescom, which uh, a lot of stuff came out of Gamescom. And so we're going to run down the stuff that came out of Gamescom. And I did I did rundowns like I always do, which is actually why I didn't stream yesterday, even though I originally planned to. Because <laughs> I was like, crap, Gamescom. Yep. Um, but, you know, it was it was good. It was good. Um Opening night uh, show, even though, well, for us it wasn't at night, but for for the uh, for Germany who hosts Gamescom, it was so it was an opening night show, even though for us it was at like two. Anyway, um, let's talk about Gamescom. Um, we began the day before opening day <laughs> with with the Xbox Games Showcase, the Gamescom Showcase, which was audio described, but I I want to talk about this for a second yeah i heard about this so first of all um they used synthesized audio description again yeah um citing the reason of time which i'm gonna call bs on that yeah yeah there may there may have been a point in my life where i would have believed that excuse but i'm past that point and it is literally because with three days i know i brought this up before but with three days' notice, yep. Uh, you know, working with DBW, we put together and I hosted the live audio description with a human narrator of Summer Game Fest opening day. Yep. With three days' notice. And let's be completely clear on that. We actually had the narrator booked in less than a day. Wow. The second day was spent because I'd never done that sort of thing before, and we had to make sure the tech was going to work the way we wanted it to work. And it actually worked really well. Like, we, yeah, we actually would have been fine if we had just jumped in then. 
And then after that, it was just a question of waiting for the actual event to happen. So the three days wasn't even that we needed three days. It was that um, we needed a couple days because it was the first time. But if I was if I was asked to do that again, I guarantee you that I could do it overnight. Yep. So time, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it either. Especially because it wasn't actually a live event. It was a pre-recorded video, which is what Xbox has been doing a lot these days. Yep. And since it is a pre-recorded video, pretty sure time is probably not a factor. Yeah, there's, there's no, there's no excuse there. Yeah, no excuse at all. But it actually gets worse. So not only did but they it use, did get worse. It did get worse. Yes. So not only did they use the sized audio description, but they also did it badly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, that's that's what I heard. So at one point in the Xbox uh, showcase, there is a Game Pass trailer, um, which you know shows you all the things that is that are coming to Game Pass. The audio description for this trailer was basically the first two images in the trailer um, and they're they're both non-specific as to who the characters are and then nothing at all until the end of the trailer where you get three of the titles that are shown during the trailer wow and i i will fully i'll be honest with you i was so angry at this and this is this is this is honestly this is the power of audio description right here because i was so angry at this that I missed the titles that it said because I was right. mad at the fact that they had clearly minimum no, efforted this this whole that's, thing. Uh, that's inexcusable. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. So, you know, I I, I kind of went off on Twitter. <laughs> I, I saw. I saw. Your I rant. did. I did some stuff. I, I said some things, but I don't regret saying those things because I I fully believe that we need to stop holding these companies to a low standard, just accepting, you know, the, the excuse of, Oh, well, they didn't have to do this for us at all. That's not going to fly anymore. No, because they did do it. And because they did it, they should uphold some standard of quality for it. We deserve the same rights to production quality as everyone else that watched this broadcast. The, the one last year, I mean, make, make, we make fun of the, you know, Seagaw. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, but still, but that was well produced and well done. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was impressed with that one. Oh, and by the way, there was another thing: the entire audio track for only the audio description stream is in mono. Yeah, and that's that's so. No, that's another thing. No, we deserve the same production quality as everyone else that's watching that broadcast in any 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 way. And uh, we did not get it. And. Oh. Uh, that's not acceptable and we should not we should not accept that just because oh they didn't have to do it no they nope. need to if they're going to do it at all they should do it right yep agreed people are like well it's better than nothing right i mean technically yes but at the same time that doesn't mean we can't we can't desire and demand better it doesn't mean we can't ask for more i mean we should yep cuz we deserve that anyway Let's get to the actual showcase and what I was able to get from it besides the Game Pass trailer. Ha <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, we began with a Dying Light 2 gameplay trailer. Dying Light is I, Dying Light's pretty cool. Um, it's, its take on a zombie apocalypse game is, is definitely one of the more unique ones these days because the focus is on, you know, parkour and climbing buildings and, like, 
using the rooftops to your advantage to avoid the zombie hordes uh, below you. I think that's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. And the whole day-night cycle and everything like that. So this this trailer showed a, a lot of uh, combat and parkour things, and there's new parkour moves, and buildings are even higher now, so you can climb to higher heights than ever before. And wow, isn't this amazing? And you know, it, it, it kind of is. Like it sounds cool, you know? Yeah. It sounds cool. I don't know though, like I would like to think that the trailer was gameplay, but it sounded pretty cool. And sometimes, sometimes, I'm not saying all the time, okay, but sometimes when things sound especially cool, <laughs> they're, they're not actually gameplay. You're right. So I don't know if this is one of those cases. I don't know if that was gameplay or not, but I, I did like what I heard. Uh, I think Dying Light 2 is probably going to be a good game, but um, that's there you go. Um, let's see. We, we have Microsoft Flight Simulator updates. Um, Germany, Austria, and Switzerland and are now being added to the, the regions of the world that are getting the, uh, I believe what they call, I, I might be wrong about the, what they call this, but I, what, I, what I call it is dev-supported detail. And for those, who don't know, for those who don't know what that means, um, the devs of Flight Simulator... So Flight Simulator uses some really cool technology that essentially uses like uh, Bing Maps to map the world. So it isn't that you can't already fly into Germany, uh, Austria, and Switzerland. You can in Flight Simulator. The difference is right now you're getting a data version that is built on technology that interfaces with Bing Maps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, some people have praised it and said, you know, it actually is pretty accurate. It's pretty good, even done this way. But now, with this next content update, um, the devs themselves are going into those regions in Flight Simulator and adding the details that are going to make it feel like the actual place. The little things, you know, like the the what buildings actually look like from above, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's cool. I, I, I like stuff like that. Even, you know, I already respected Flight Simulator for having the tech in it that does that. Like, I, I heard a story about Flight Simulator early on in uh, when it was uh, just coming out um, for, for uh, PC. And the story was about a guy, it was, I think, one of the reviewers that reviewed it. I might have told this on the podcast before, but it's a good time to bring it back up. One of the reviewers was like, I was in the military and I flew to a teeny tiny airstrip that I had actually landed on in like Afghanistan, I think. Yeah, it was Afghanistan. And, I remember this story. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And and it was like, it was perfect. It was, it was there. And it wasn't, it was not only was there, like it looked right to him. Yep. And it wasn't one of the things that it was dev supported. So the tech was already really good, but yeah. the dev support just brings in like an extra layer of kind of um, authenticity to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, also, they're bringing in air races. Yes, indeed. Oh wow! Microsoft Flight Simulator is going to support an air racing cup every year. Huh, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. You can you can race some planes. I don't even know. Like, they could they could go really big with like they can make them really long air races. Like you you must race from you know America to you know Japan or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like who knows what they'll do with that? Yeah. They have the whole world to play with in that game. So. And no actual restrictions because it's not the actual world. Yep. So who knows? That could be really cool. Uh, so next up was the Game Pass trailer. Uh, enough said about that. Yeah. I, I actually even wrote 
uh, just to make sure I, I don't know how I could have not remembered this, but I actually wrote it down just in case. It's like the audio description isn't even trying here. <laughs> Describe the first two images and then nothing else for the end. That's that's um, not good. Yep. Let's see. Uh, next up is this. This made me laugh, and so I could get this immediately. A roguelike shooter, which you know it sounds neat uh, as it is. It's it's definitely an in- independently developed game, but it's a roguelike shooter, and it's called Into the Pit. Ah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's not called In the Pit. Oh my god. But it is called Into the Pit. <laughs> which is funny. That's why. We've talked about we've talked about In the Pit on the podcast before. It's that audio game that was released by uh, Xbox 360. I miss In the Pit. I do too. It was so funny. It was so good. It was so, for for being as small as it was, it was really it was actually quite good. Um yeah, so Into the Pit is a roguelike shooter. Um, where you shoot things and get better, more better river, and uh, just like our podcast is about to get more better river, yep. and, and you keep shooting things. So there you go. Um, let's see. Next up was Age of Empires four coming October twenty eighth. Please be accessible. Please be accessible. It, it is coming accessible. to Game Pass. the The thing they did for Age of Empires four to promote it felt a little weird to me. Um, they actually did like a little documentary on what a trebuchet was, huh? To promote Age of Empires Four, like it wasn't it wasn't a gameplay trailer per se. It was like, this is what a trebuchet is. This is how it works, and this is how you aim one. And <laughs> huh. okay, Interesting. like I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe those physics were applied in the game, which would be cool. That I mean. Maybe if they're talking about it, like, I don't know, that's interesting. Yeah, but that's essentially what they did. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm definitely interested. I'm hoping, I'm hoping they took all that feedback that we gave, because we gave them some feedback after Age of Empires 2 Definitive. Yep. Um, I'm hoping they took that to heart, and maybe we'll get an experience that we can actually participate in. That would be That awesome. would be pretty freaking great. Yeah, it would be pretty freaking great. Um, next up, is a mixed opinion kind of thing, at least for me, but uh, definitely definitely shout out your thoughts on this, Sterlock. xCloud is coming to consoles. Yes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so it is coming this holiday, and it'll allow um, console users of any of the Xbox series of consoles to play any game on Game Pass without downloading it. Now, there are two sides to this. The good side to this is that it's a kind of good and bad. It's so weird. Microsoft is so weird. But And here's why. So the, the quote, good side to this, end quote, <laughs> is that now you no longer need an Xbox Series S or X to play Series S or X exclusive games. As long as they're on Game Pass, you can just play them on your Xbox One with xCloud then then what's the point of having an uh, right X right right what <laughs> they're literally taking away the thing that might draw someone to get a series x and saying no you can play I, the game anyway it's fine okay <laughs> you, you do you microsoft so that's it's definitely weird. They're so weird about how they're approaching this stuff. 
And but, it's, and it's consistent is the interesting thing too. Is yeah, like, it is consistent. Know. It's consistent. Like the selling Game Pass, I actually I, I get. I see sure. the logic in it. Sure, yeah, me too. But this whole thing of releasing all the new stuff on the older consoles and now with xCloud working on the older consoles so you can play the newer games and the like there's now there's literally like zero point to have I don't know I don't get it. Now the the only point the only reason now to get an Xbox Series X is because of the other half of this equation which I will now reveal and that is that this, this is something that I have personally documented xCloud tech is behind when it comes to its quality. Um, xCloud has the most latency of any of the cloud gaming services that I've tried. Uh, it does the PS remote play uh, stu- stuttering thing. The stuttering I, I thing. I talked yep. about this. It yep. does that. Uh, last I tried it during the beta, it didn't support vibration. Ew. So there's that. That's kind of a deal breaker. So, right there for me anyway but you see what i'm saying though like it's it's super mixed like on one hand i mean great i guess like you don't have to download games anymore from game pass just play them right off the bat just click play instead of downloading you're golden that is one thing i do really like about playstation now yeah sure playstation now tech is is decent (laughs) yeah um i don't know no vibration though Eh. Well, they might have fixed that because so here's the thing. When when during the beta, every time you finished a play session, they had you take a little survey. And mm-hmm. one of the one of the things in that survey under negative uh, feedback, they actually had listed is your negative feedback because there's no vibration support. Ah, okay. So I'm guessing they're probably if there's not right now, then there probably will be soon. Like yeah. I, I think they are aware that's a, that's not cool. Like that's a problem, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Like some people actually use that. You know? <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that's that's probably the the most minor one because I, I imagine that's going to be fixed if it hasn't been fixed already. Mm-hmm. But still, the tech is behind. Um, it is XCloud is technically mechanically worse than both PlayStation Now and Stadia. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a mixed bag. On one hand, okay, fine. You keep your Xbox One, you can play Xbox Series X games in the cloud. You can play any game on Game Pass without worrying about hard drive space, blah, 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 blah. Hundreds of games, play them on xCloud. No problem. That's a good sell. Yeah. Except the tech isn't quite there for them. And I think that's just something, something you should keep in mind. Like, if you want to do it, then do it. But, like, just keep in mind, you yeah. may be dealing with some latency issues, especially on shooters and things. And you will be dealing. You will be dealing with some stuttering issues. Yep. Um, I don't think it crashed. I don't think it ever crashed outright for me. But, um, you know, it, it's it's not it's not super great. <laughs> so, and yeah. hopefully, hopefully the vibration thing has been fixed. So we'll see. Um, next thing is Wasteland Three. Yeah. Our favorite game that we totally yeah. play all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> and by that I mean we don't. Uh, <laughs> Because we can't. Um, Wasteland 3 DLC, October 5th. It's a uh, DLC involving a cult that you must uh, root out and destroy. Hmm. And, uh, you know, it's probably probably cool. Uh, apparently, they did a lot of character work on the cult leader to make him interesting. And the, the person who was doing the presentation 
on this cult was super into it. Like, you guys are going to love this guy. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you, you, you made a character that you want us to destroy, but also love while we do it. Interesting, interesting choice. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see what happens. Uh, well, actually, we probably won't. Anyway. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up is something I actually found kind of cool. Because I am a fan of Borderlands, um, specifically starting with Borderlands 2. I actually don't like 1 very much, but 2 and 3 are both awesome. And uh, the they're doing a crossover event with, of all things, Sea of Thieves. Huh. It's, it's really cool. So they made That's a Borderlands-themed uh, ship in Sea of Thieves and an event called Mayhem, which is a direct correlation to the uh, mayhem mode in borderlands now so the event in sea of thieves is called mayhem it's it's actually running right now it's running until the uh uh did i write it down i did not uh some i think like the the middle of september i think um Mm -hmm. like the 12th of september something like that so it's, it's it's running right now and if you play the event if you complete the event you get the ship that's inspired by borderlands so so there you go if you're a sea of thieves player and you like Borderlands too, then you're golden because you got a ship and you got a whole event about it. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So next up, I was actually surprised by this. Um, State of Decay 2, which came out multiple years ago. Wow, yeah. A lot of years ago. State of Decay 2 has a new content update coming out. That was like 20... What? 15, 16? Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's probably right. Like, somewhere in there, yeah, like 2016, 2015, some, something like that. A lot of years ago. Yeah, but it's got a new content update coming out. It's called State of Decay Two Homecoming, and uh, it it has a new. It's it's a, it's a whole thing. It's a new map, um, new story, new content, new everything. Um, so cool, I guess. Like, yeah. all right. Think the thing about State of Decay Two is like. With with me and some other people, like it didn't go over so well. Um, compared to, to compared to the first game, a lot of things were missing. Uh, a lot of the really a lot of things that made State of Decay one really cool aren't in two. Mm. Uh, but I guess it has just enough of a following that they're continuing to support it. Huh. I don't know, but I mean, what whatever, a weird thing I mean, to pull out of nothing. Like, yeah, it it did huh. feel weird. It did feel really weird, but. In a way, it's it's also like, it's whatever. It's on Game Pass, so like, if you want to try it, you can. <laughs> it's the kind of thing I would expect. Like, hey, we're coming out with a new game, but here's a. In the meantime, here's this. Yeah, no update for I don't know. Yeah, there was no new game announcement. It's just here's a new content update for State of K two. Hope you're still playing it. <laughs> huh? That's random. Yeah, I don't know, but there it is. And so, if you're it, it, the content update, by the way, is free for Game Pass users. So if you have it on Game Pass, you're you're still going to get this. So enjoy Homecoming. Um, that is, uh, yeah, I didn't. I don't have a release date for it. I don't think they gave one, but it is day one Game Pass. So there you go. Nice. Um, next up is a game called Stray Blade. Stray Blade. Stray Blade. It's a cool name. It's a cool name. It's, it's cool. it is an ARPG. Um, it is coming in 2022, and the tagline. Well, it's not really a tagline. One of the things that was said during this trailer um, is what interests me, and I don't know what this means yet. 
and that's what's holding my interest because I just <laughs> I don't know what this means. But what they said was, the game world changes depending on your victories. Huh. So that sounds cool. Yeah. What does that mean? That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. That I would True. assume that would mean it also changes depending on your defeats. So, you know, you would think. So who knows what that? I mean, that could be kind of neat. Hmm. Um, all right. So next up, Crusader Kings three, uh, already released for PC, is coming to consoles. Yeah. And this this trailer did say next gen consoles. So I don't think this was a, a trailer produced for Xbox. I think they just produced this trailer and, and agreed to show it on Xbox. Yeah. And I think I think that means it's probably also coming to PS five. It didn't say that directly, but it said next gen consoles. So. I'm guessing Xbox and PS5. You know, but Xbox is not going to tell you that. Crusader uh, um, Kings just makes me miss cello streaming. I, miss I know, I know, I know. It was so great. It was so great. But here's what I'm thinking, though. What, what Another thing that made me think of is some people were muddling their way through Crusader Kings on PC. Yeah. So... Might With, be maybe the muddling, maybe the muddling will be easier on the console versions because yeah. they actually say in the uh, in the trailer that because it is because Crusader Kings originally was very 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 PC centric, um, it isn't just a port. They said they actually redid the entire UI for controller support for consoles. Ooh. So all right, all I'm right. not dismissing that's it. Me. You know, so that's me interested. Yeah, if other people were playing it as as it was before, I mean, maybe. I mean, it's it's a super deep game. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's 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 That's amazing. Crazy. The the co-host, the co-host of the 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 show, she was saying, "Yeah, Crusader Kings is that game where, um, where my evil twin murdered four of my husbands because they were secretly in love with me." Yep, <laughs> that can't happen. <laughs> I was Weird like stuff like what? that can happen. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I mean, that's how you describe this game. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Shader Kings 3. So maybe playable. Who knows? I mean, like I said, people were playing it without the uh the controller. So we'll see what happens. Yep. Um then there was a launch trailer for Psychonauts 2, which yeah. I am sad to say, ladies and gentlemen, is not accessible. I saw your tweets on that. That's super disappointing. Yeah, I grabbed it uh, as soon as it was available and tried it. And uh, the the blog post that we saw kind of misinterpreted the some what some of the accessibility features do. I guess is the way to put that. Yeah. Um. So like the camera assist thing, I actually so I ended up in a conversation. I don't know if you saw these tweets, Sterlock, but I ended up in a conversation with one of the devs. Uh, after I did. I did see it. that. Yeah. yeah. And so what he said was he talked to the producer and so what does happen is the camera does try to kind of automatically without you doing anything kind of automatically point you at the next like the most important object in the room mm-hmm. um, which doesn't necessarily mean it's always the, the way to go like it's the, it's the way to progress the story but it's like the most important object you might want to check out in the room. Oh uh, okay. Um and so that might, you know, that might be mean an important collectible. I don't know, but it tries to do that. So it's like a, it's like a very, very, very low grade nav assist. Yeah. The camera tries to help you out a little bit, but that's kind of all it's doing. It's kind of nudging you. 
um, more than actually helping. Um, and the lock-on is sort of a, also kind of a general, you know, if you're close enough and if you're in the right way, you might lock on to a target, but you know, it's not actual aim assist stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. And I tried it and I'm sad. But, uh, <laughs> uh, that's too bad. But, you know, and I, I, I you know, I spun it positively in the, in the Twitter conversation. So you never know what happened. You know, you, everything, everything's weird these days. And I said, you know, at, at the very least, ideas for the future of Double Fine games. So let's hope that someday we'll have a game that actually does have nav assist and aim assist and stuff. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, Psychonauts 2, it is out now, uh, available on Game Pass if you like uh, the Psychonauts uh, quirkiness and, and oddness. Uh, you can get it right now. There you go. Yeah. And speaking of quirkiness and oddness, the next game that was on display is a game that is literally entitled The Gunk. Oh, this game. The Gunk. I remember this game. <laughs> that was one of the a... games they showed at that at that one uh, presentation last year. Did they show it before? Yep. Oh. It was in that same presentation with the uh, Sega Sega oh. guy. <laughs> okay. Okay. The Gunk was one of the games they showed the off. The Gunk. You know what? Now that you mentioned it, I, I vaguely remember that we probably talked about it <laughs> a little bit. Yep. Um, but anyway, what I got here is that it's a, a game where you're on an alien planet that is, uh, well, infested with gunk. Yep. And the gunk is a thing you have to deal with as you uh, as you explore the alien planet. So uh, and yes. apparently, it might just be alive. So I want to watch out for that. Eek. <laughs> <laughs> Living gunk. Um, next up was a uh, showing of a custom Forza Horizon 5 controller. That's right. Xbox has, has gone all out with Forza Horizon 5 and developed a controller that is designed around the game. And oh, it's cool. People like their people like their specially designed controllers. I mean it's why the it's why the design labs on Xbox uh, website do so well. Yeah. Because people like design controllers. So custom controllers all day. Um, in fact it's not even the last one we'll talk about. <laughs> <laughs> during this show so nice um so yeah forza horizon 5 controller followed by the extended forza horizon gameplay a uh, presentation and i i've got to say like we might not be able to play forza horizon 5 but i i do want to give credit where credit's due i've actually i've actually always liked the forza horizon series i actually have like mm-hmm. even even as a passive listener like forza horizon just sounds great all the time uh, the car audio is really cool, and the it's a little over the top, but that's kind of part of the the draw. Like you do crazy stuff in in Forza Horizon, and all the games do crazy stuff. In in Horizon two or three, I think you actually race a jet. <laughs> so, yeah. so like, <laughs> it's nuts. Right. It's, it's a crazy game, but that's fine. Like it does it well. It does its over the topness very well. Mm-hmm. The announcers are cool. Um, the radio DJ that like talks about the festival as it's happening, as it kind of plays out, is a cool thing. It's just it's it's got it's got a, it's got a good a good feel to it. The Forza Horizon series is generally generally got a good feeling to it. And Forza Horizon Five with this gameplay demo has demonstrated that it's going to have that same draw. That even even as a listener, as someone who doesn't typically listen to racing games, I, I want to hear this game. I want to yeah. hear someone play this game. So. Yeah. I'm hoping I hope it's like one of the less players I watch plays it, <laughs> or or Misty does. I don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds good. It sounds really good, 
and this I believe Horizon Five they did go. Uh, I believe they decided that it is going to be a Series S and X exclusive, which is one thing. But I guess that no longer matters because X Cloud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that weird to me. Yep. But uh, that is actually it for the Xbox showcase. So now we get into Gamescom opening night. It. Yeah. All right. Let us begin. I had to open my file here. My very, very long file. <laughs> All right. So we had multiple things during the pre-show. And the first one, I was actually surprised that the very first game shown at Gamescom opening day was a game that I might actually try. Ladies and gentlemen, the first game is King of Fighters 15. Ooh. Yep. It says it features everyone from the previous games and new characters as well i'm 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 looking forward to this and i'm looking forward to a character that maximilian did a reaction to like oh, yeah? a month or two ago uh-huh. and uh i guess he was in uh some of the previous king of fighters games um but his name is king of dinosaurs <laughs> is he's he a dinosaur? big yes he's a wrestler Oh, 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 okay. I was going to say, is he, so he's not he's, actually he's, a dinosaur. No, he's not a, he's not a, he's not a dinosaur. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm That'd sure. be cool. But he's like, but he's like this masked wrestler dude, and he just, the sounds he makes. Look up, you should totally go look up the, the King of Dinosaurs trailer okay. for King of Fire 15. It's nuts. Yeah, okay, I'll do that. And actually, Maximilian's reaction to it is good, too, because he's like, kind of describing. I, I can just hear like and. I can just imagine like some big move happening in Maximilian going, "Oh my god!" Yeah, because <laughs> he does that. He does. That I love Max's reactions. I love Max Maximilian. Yeah, fun. they're so raw. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, he will just he will yell. He just doesn't he doesn't care at all. He just yep. he will yell in in, in excitement about things. <laughs> it's great. Max is great. Yep. Um. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I will look that up. But King of Fighters fifteen. Um, not much said about it, but just it like, looks good. It looks real, like just yeah. It sounds, the, it's, it sounds fun. It's just from all the trailers that have been around like for a while for it. Like it, it just it looks good. I'm generally not a King of Fighters kind of guy, but yeah, I'll check this out. Yeah, sure. Uh, that game, by the way, comes out on February seventeenth, twenty twenty two. Nice. I did get a release date on that, so there you go. Not too far away. Far, not too far away at all. So next up was a game called Nine to Five, and Nine to Five. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't going there. Much I, time, I couldn't resist. That's that's why we have Sterlock. <laughs> okay. All right, Nine to Five is actually interesting for one particular reason. It is a three v three v three tactical shooter. Huh. Okay. So it's it's not like. It's not one squad versus one squad. It's actually three squads going head to head. So huh. interesting stuff. All right. Um, and tactical shooters. I think I think that would be in the vein of like Rainbow Six Siege, I guess. So that could be that could be kind of neat. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, probably not playable by the blind, but sounds it's it seemed pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. The next thing I wrote, and and don't be surprised, folks, because. Everything has its place. Everything in the world of gaming has its place. So when I when I say this, know that this game that I'm about to announce really actually does have quite the following. 
Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, announced at the Gamescom opening day, Bus Simulator 2021. <laughs> and this, this game has a following. Huh. There are people who love this game. I actually remember a stream that PlayStation Access did of Bus Simulator like 2018 or 2019 or something like that. And they had a blast with it. Huh. Yeah, it's it's I don't get it myself. It's it is literally what it sounds like. It is, is literally it, a bus simulator. Is it is it goofy in the way Surgeon Simulator is, or is it serious in the way that like the train sims are? It can be a bit of both. Hmm. Um like <laughs> you can you can grief people. Like so if if you're the bus driver, you can um other other people can be in your multiplayer and ride your bus <laughs> and you but you can you can grief them like you can like refuse to take their their bus ticket <laughs> like uh. you can just you can just not scan them in wow or not move until they get off the bus like you can do crazy <laughs> but like that's that's essentially it like you you run your bus route and you do it on time, you get good ratings. You don't break your bus, you get good ratings too. You know, it's like huh. you meet the passenger quota, you get good ratings for that. It's you know, that's what it is. <laughs> but I people, mean, people, I mean, yeah, like people are into it. I don't know. If they're accessible, I'd probably play with. Play with sure, it. I, I, yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know how into it I would be, but like I would. I'd probably, you're right. Though. Play for I'd an try it at least and once. Be like, oh, this is really cool, and then. I'd be like, Sherlock, get on my bus. Just kidding. You're not allowed. <laughs> and just turn the game into desert bus. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I, I think I think the silliness, I think you can run people over. Oh god. Um, but it doesn't really do anything. Like they they'll like just respawn immediately. Ah, uh, yeah. But you know, it's just a thing you can do. <laughs> um, so there you go. Bus simulator twenty twenty one. Um that is coming out on September seventh. So there you go. Oh wow. If you like if you like buses. This game's for you. Next up, something that I'm actually really looking forward to. Um, the Dark Pictures Anthology continues with House of Ashes. And yes, I'm totally looking forward to this game. Mm. I actually, during this trailer, I asked, I asked Misty if she would be willing to maybe consider doing a Dark Pictures marathon around the release of this game, uh, of all three of them that currently exist. Um, because it is coming out on nearly the perfect time, if they only would delay it a week, it's coming out on o- October twenty second. Oh, oh, so man. it's almost Halloween. <laughs> I remember so we need to finish. Uh, Sy- uh, System Redux. System Redux. Yeah. Yep, we sure do. And then we gotta. We're waiting for In Sound Mind as well to come out because that's going to be amazing. Yep. We will show you the amazingness. Yes. Um, but yes. Uh, so that's that's a thing. Um, Dark Pictures Anthology. I, I I love I love the games that Supermassive has made. Even you know I I I love them enough that I've reached out to them to try to get them to work with me, and they never responded. Ah. But but I I do really like their games, even in spite of that, because like it's just it's such a such a cool idea. Like on one hand, it's it's another interactive movie style game. You know they use they use performance capture and all that stuff. But on the other hand. The fact that you can play these games co-op, where each person manages different characters, and each can make their own decisions that will then o- affect the story and the other characters, 
is pretty massive. Like it's that's pretty that's, cool. that's pretty difficult to pull off, but they do it consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, so there you go. It's nice. it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. So you can you can have you can play it solo. You can have one person deciding the fate of everyone. But the intrigue comes when you're not playing it solo and where you're not the only one making decisions. And that, that causes, you know, that can cause a, you know, a problem or, you know, it can make things cool too, but it can cause a problem because like, maybe you're, maybe you're trying to keep everyone alive, but maybe the other person isn't necessarily trying to do that. (laughs) (laughs) And the other person with their actions might get you killed or you might get them killed. You know, it's, it's, it's really, really cool with the things that they do. But anyway, Mm-hmm. they're really good games i recommend all of them house of ashes sounds like it's going to be no different it sounds cool of course it does i mean they use they use real actors they use tv actors and stuff like that mm-hmm. so that in, in a lot of cases they're people you recognize from other shows and things so nice it's just really cool dark pictures anthology is, is a neat concept as it is speaking of horror um there is a game called dolman that is uh, coming at an undisclosed date uh, that is a cosmic horror RPG. Mm. Um, and it, it, it appears to be kind of sci-fi as well. I believe there is another planet involved, but they said it is cosmic horror and it's an RPG. So that's cool. I, I like RPGs and I like horror games. Yep. So cool. I like it. Yep. Sounds good. Um, the next one is a game called Nobody Saves the World. <laughs> And this game is made by the developers of Guacamole, which you may have heard of before. Ooh, nice. Guacamole is good. Yeah, so like I believe Guacamole is kind of an uh, independent. I think it's kind of a beat 'em up, but kind of a platformer. It's like too. a. It's more of a platformy kind of game. Yeah. Yeah. So, same developers made this, and this is an online co-op multiplayer dungeon crawler, where you can change your form into a bunch of different really strange things hmm. the, the two examples i gave are you can be a robot or you can be an egg <laughs> okay <laughs> and, but, but here's the crazy thing each form has abilities even the egg <laughs> and and uh in some cases i guess you can combine those abilities to do specialized things so I don't know how an egg has abilities, but it, it, it does, and you can use them. All right. Interesting. I think there's also like a chicken, and a, there's a bunch of things. There's a bunch of things. Yeah. So I think, I wonder if what they're going for is nobody saves the world, everybody does. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> the trailer didn't say that, but that sounds like a great tagline to me. Yeah. Um, all right, next up there's a game called Soundfall. It is a rhythm combat game. Um, from the, tra- I mean, the trailer was very short. It was kind of more of a teaser than anything else. But I, I don't necessarily have any reason to think it'll be accessible to us um, because there are other rhythm combat games out there and they're super not accessible. Yeah, um, Misty plays one. It's a rhythm rhythm shooter, and uh, it sounds cool, but. There's no way. Like, there's no way. Yeah. You have to do everything in rhythm, and that's cool. That's dual. That, the rhythm part, obviously, we could pull off, but the other the, the other half of it is, it is still a shooter, so you have to take cover in rhythm. You have to reload oh, in rhythm. Jeez, yeah. There's no way. You have to. You still have to aim at your enemies, and you only you can only shoot on the beat. So you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's like that. 
So I, I imagine this might be kind of in that same vein. It might sound cool, but I don't know necessarily that it'll be playable for us. Um, all right. Next up is a game that actually I think probably surprised a lot of people. A game called Dream Cycle. Hmm. Now, the surprising thing about this is it is coming from the original creator, the mind behind Tomb Raider. Like, not the reboot, like the original creator of Tomb Raider. Oh, wow. Yeah, making a game called Dream Cycle. It is still a female protagonist, much like Tomb Raider, and it does appear to be an action-adventure, but this time around, you also appear to have superpowers. So whoever this protagonist is, she's got magical powers of some sort. She can, uh, according to Misty, because this, uh, this, by the way, this show is not audio-described, so this is entirely Misty's doing. Um, she appears to be able to turn into smoke, um, at some points and teleport to uh, like short range and other points. So, all right. So there you go. It's kind of, it sounds like dishonored kind of when you put it, when you put it that way. Yeah. But uh, I guess we'll see. We'll, you know, Tomb Raider creator doing his thing. So um, next up um, was that was that. So here's the cool thing. All those games that I just listed were in the pre-show. Dang. <laughs> that was the pre-show. Wow. So the main show starts with uh, what turns out. Uh, so so first of all, we we kind of knew in advance. I guess I guess the rumors had been circulating. I I hadn't seen them, but they mentioned it before the show started. So I guess they had been. We kind of knew in advance that there was going to be a new Saints Row game. Um, Saints Row is, is a super cool franchise, by the way. It's it's super over the top, really over the top. Like it takes over the top to to new levels. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> It's pretty nuts, but it's super hilarious, and it's 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 genuinely pretty fun. Um, so we knew there was going to be a new game. What we didn't know is that it's actually a reboot. They're huh. completely rebooting the franchise. Mm. Okay, interesting. I I actually kind of get it, and here's why. Here's why I think this makes sense. So Saints Row is a series that only started to, to become what it was over time. The first Saints Row, the, the original first Saints Row, is basically a Grand Theft Auto ripoff, and it's not much more than that. Yeah. But starting with Saints Row 2, they really started to embrace their humor, their over-the-topness, and took it beyond Grand Theft Auto into something that was its own thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the reboot is, is, is being done to kind of um, re- kickstart the franchise, restart the franchise in a way that embraces what Saints Row became from the beginning. You know, because okay. yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, the the trailer for this new one, this reboot, is like a Saints Row trailer that you'd expect today. It's it's super over the top. It's you know a heist where they steal a bunch of rockets. And, you know, <laughs> there's a bunch of vehicle crashes and explosions, and you know, it's Saints Row. Yeah, but it's it's the it's the Saints Row that you want, not the Saints Row that used to exist in, in the original first game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's being rebooted, and there you go. Cool. Um, and it's uh, let's see. Yep, we have a release date that is coming on February twenty fifth, twenty twenty two, the day before my birthday. Hey, there you go. If it's accessible, that'll be make it even better. What? <laughs> what a birthday stream that'd be! Yay! Uh, all right. Next up, nobody was expecting this. Nobody. This shocked everyone. Um, and it certainly it, it gave it gave me and Misty both chills. Sterlock, if you haven't if you haven't checked out this trailer, I highly recommend that you do. 
Yeah, I, um, don't, I don't even know what what's coming. Oh, you're about to find out. You're about to find out. Hang on. I'm getting to it. Uh, <laughs> I've been away, okay, man. I know, I know. Nobody expected <laughs> it, but it's it's really happening. It is a game called Midnight Suns. And ladies and gentlemen, it is a Marvel game. Another Marvel Ooh. game. Featuring loads of Marvel characters. I'm, I'm talking like Wolverine is in it. Um, all the Avengers are in it. Um, like so many characters, lots and lots of characters. And here's the thing first of all, it sounds amazing. Second of all, it's a tactical RPG. Ooh, it's not just like an action beat em up, kill them all. It's a tactical RPG. Ooh, that's awesome. Is it? And, and it sounds really great. Ooh, I'm intrigued already. The trailer, and I the, didn't trailer, see the trailer. The trailer features a cover of Enter the Sandman that is actually really well done. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's really it's really cool sounding. They're really amped up the coolness factor here. Um it's about apparently it's about the resurrection of a the character uh called the Huntress. And uh it's about the the resurrection of that character. Like she, you know, she's apparently been uh, you know, trapped, locked away for centuries and thousands of years, and so on and so forth. And they're bringing her back for some reason that we don't know yet. Hmm. And um, so, and, and the I guess, well, I guess, I guess we do know. I guess the idea is that you're taking on the uh, queen of the demons, Lilith. I guess is your ultimate antagonist. Hmm. But uh, yeah, Marvel, everyone, Wolverine, all the people. Wolverine is yeah. the one that stood out because we we're like we love Wolverine. Me and Missy Wolverine, love Wolverine. Wolverine's just awesome. <laughs> so, uh, but everyone's there. Like Iron Man's right, there. Bub. Thor's there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Doctor Strange, by the way, is also in it. Uh, so oh, wow. I thought that was cool. Uh, so yeah, tactical RPG, dude. It's so cool. It's you That's definitely cool. definitely check that trailer out. Um, all right. Next up was a Call of Duty Vanguard gameplay demo. And this, I mean, I, I'm under, I understand that there will be mixed opinions about this. This is Activision Blizzard. So, you know, they're, yeah. they're in the media these days, as you all know. Yep. So mixed opinions. Um, I do still say support the individuals that made a game. Um, even if you don't want to support the company because it was made by people. Um, and part of the reason I say that, mm. I, I will fully admit, is because... Uh, Laura Bailey's in this game, and I really, really hey, like Laura Bailey as voice. Laura Bailey's awesome. Laura, I, I wrote that in the freaking outline. I literally have the words "Laura Bailey is awesome," of course, in the outline. She is. <laughs> she is awesome. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna make a mage deck and play with her more. <laughs> um, yeah, because now you can. Now uh, I can. But we will talk about that more a little bit more later. Um, so. Yeah, uh, this this game I'm I tried when I when I when we got to this trailer, I I tried to look at this kind of um, pushing things aside about Activision Blizzard for the moment because I want to cover it as a trailer, you know, as the thing that it was, you know, and yeah, yeah Call of Duty Vanguard, it sounds pretty good. It sounds the campaign is is kind it's 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 very interesting. So so they're going this can and they are telling stories of the um 
the beginning of special forces essentially mm. and they're they're using a bunch of characters to do that so each each major area of the game is going to be like a different character story that tells the story of the construction of special forces and Laura Bailey plays one of these characters um, and the story part that they showed during this trailer was essentially her in Stalingrad getting out of um, where she was uh, currently. So she was, she was in Stalingrad. She was living there. And I, and basically her home, I guess, I don't know if it was a town again, not audio described, but uh, the place where she was living gets bombed by, uh, uh, by German planes on a flyby. Like they literally flew over and just bombed everywhere and people dying, like just like that. Yep. And um, so she, she survives that she's struggling to get out of it. She happens to be a skilled sniper. She actually worked as a nurse apparently before, but she also can shoot. And, <laughs> and uh, that works because uh, she needs to shoot to survive in, in the, uh, in the thing. But it's, it's just really well done. Laura Bailey's voice acting is of course fantastic. Yep. Uh, she conveys the 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 well of emotions that the character is likely feeling during the events uh, very well, and um, it's a good trailer. You know, it it is what it is. Like I can't I can't deny that because Activision Blizzard has made some terrible decisions. It's a good trailer, and it's probably going to be a good campaign. <laughs> you know, um, yep. everyone everyone certainly make your own decisions on whether you want to purchase this game, but. For what it's worth, trailer was good. <laughs> yep. There you go. Um, then uh, they surprised everyone again with a Halo Infinite Season 1 multiplayer trailer. Mostly surprising because we're no longer in the Xbox show. This is the you know opening night you know, opening yeah, night why show. Wouldn't, why wouldn't they have done this for the Xbox? Yeah. That's weird. I guess I guess uh, Gamescom has a lot of influence. <laughs> so. Because on top of all this. They actually didn't announce Halo Infinite's release date on the Xbox showcase. They announced it here. Huh. Uh, so, uh, launch announcement. Um, the Halo, Halo Infinite is coming out this year on wow. December 8th. Oh, this so is my birthday. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. It is coming out this year. Yes, indeed. Uh, they said they're done delaying it, and it's actually happening. Alright. Now keep in mind there was still a little controversy because we did find out that it is it is coming out without some stuff. It's coming mm-hmm. out without you can't you can't do the campaign co-op at launch. You will be able to eventually, but you can't at launch. And it is missing forms uh forms mode. Forge <laughs> mode. <laughs> forge mode, which allows you to create multiplayer um maps and stuff. There will be no forge on launch mm-hmm. of Halo Infinite. But it is coming out on December eighth and there you go. If you want your Halo Infinite, you can get it at least partially then. Um, <laughs> so next up, I did say there would be more than one controller we talk about, and there is because yes, there's going to be a Halo Infinite controller as well. Huh. But wait, there's more. <laughs> there's also going to be a Halo Infinite Xbox that is available for pre-order as of the time that they showed the commercial. So it's available mm-hmm. for pre-order right now. Uh, I understand the scalpers are that, already on it. That part's not as surprising because there's there's been many Halo Xboxes. Yeah, yeah. Over the years. They, yeah, true. Huh, I wonder what the controller is going to be like. 
I don't really know. It's just, it's a controller. I don't know. I mean, is it going to have any, like, standard, like, um, distinguishing features or just, or yeah, no, I, I'm, like I'm not 100% sure on that. Controller? It's probably just a design, like a custom design that you can't get in the design lab thing. Ah. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Like, I, I'm not sure. I didn't ask too much detail about it. But it is a controller. Oh, and I think I did get to, I did uh, misquote one thing though. The Xbox is actually not a Halo Infinite Xbox. It is a 20 years of Halo Xbox because oh. actually this is the 20 year anniversary uh, of Halo. Oh, that's Halo. actually pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, that's one of the reasons that people were like, they have to release Halo Infinite this year. They have yeah. to. Yeah. And that's that's probably why they decided to to cut co op and and uh, co op campaign and forge out at mm. least at first Had so they could get that, it out this year. That, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I just when I hear of like specific custom controllers, my mind immediately jumps to. I don't know if you're familiar with the Steel Battalion. Oh God! Yes, I am. With the freaking like the it's a two hundred dollar controller. First of all, the fifteen buttons of Doom. Yep, and the big <laughs> red button. Yep. And like just all kinds of levers and just I never I never got to feel that controller, but I've I, always wanted to see one. Yeah, I'm familiar I'm familiar with the like in I'm familiar with the horror stories about it, basically. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's you what I do everything of. in certain order and yep. Yeah, that's that's pretty nuts, man. I I I've always wanted to see a steel battalion controller. I, I I'm sure there's still some floating around somewhere. I mean because no one's playing the game anymore. Good luck finding them though. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. That's a collector's item. As as yep. bad as it was, it's a collector's item. Yep. Um. All right. <laughs> next up. <laughs> next up is something that made Misty and I crack up. Next up is a roguelike action adventure game, and it's called Cult of the Lamb. <laughs> okay. Interesting. It is. It is made in collaboration with Devolver Digital, so you know. Oh. You, you know Devolver Digital's humor. Yep. Um. It is a game where you play as, I'm not kidding here, a resurrected demonic lamb. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. And not I'm only intrigued. that, you have to take care of a town as a demonic lamb and tend right. to your flock of followers <laughs> and just all the like survival stuff you'd associate with that kind of game. But huh. it's also a roguelike. Uh, all right. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, gentlemen, Cult of the Lamb. Misty has uh... already wishlisted this game. <laughs> yeah, that sounds she's cool. Like, she's like, yep, I want this. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's cool. Um, Midnight Fight Express is up next. It is over-the-top action game. Uh, intentionally over-the-top coming out in December 2022. Summer 2022, sorry, summer. And um, it is a game that is a lot of things at once. So when when the first thing you see in the footage is people beating each other up. So Misty's, Misty says, oh, it's a beat-em-up. Then you see people shooting each other. And she says, oh, it's a shooter. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's a shooter too, is what she said. And then, and then you see people using melee weapons like swords and katanas and stuff. And she's like, oh my God, it's a melee game. <laughs> so... It's cool. over the top action. It's nuts. It's people jumping out of helicopters, doing stuff. It's you know climbing walls and stuff like that. So, oh, wow. unfortunately, I think it's, it's when we it's, it's when we got to the climbing walls and jumping out of helicopters that I'm like, well, it's probably not playable then. Yeah, 
but for a while there, I was hopeful. <laughs> I know because that like concept of that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's it's just like crazy over the top stuff. Um, next up, we learned a little bit more about TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is back, folks. Looking forward to that game. Shredder's Revenge, done in a classic arcade style, um, including the music and sound effects. Now, like it's 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 really it really is a, a, a homage to the classics. Um, we learned two things. We learned three things technically, but one of them is obvious. The first thing was that April O'Neil is playable. Oh, is taking a, a playable taking a character. few out of uh, Rescue Palooza. Rescue Palooza. I'm not. Familiar. Oh, did I never tell you about Rescue Palooza? No, I don't think so. Ooh, it's actually well, it's. I don't know. It's kind of playable, but it's sort of a pain. But basically, it's a um. It's a fan game written in um, the Beats of Rage engine. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, But the the cool quirk with with this game is you rescue a bunch of characters and you can then play as them. Oh, okay. Including people like Vernon and April O'Neil and (laughs) a lot of the bosses even. <laughs> you can play as like Bebop and Rocksteady. That's and cool. and the, here's the cool part, right? They all have voice clips from the show. Oh dude. Oh that's neat. It's it really cool. It is. I like the concept a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So are you rescuing the bosses? <laughs> yeah, I forget what the beating them up. I, yeah, I forget what the why, like what what's actually happening. But yeah, essentially, thin, the boss thin threads of plot exist in yeah. game like that. But, you know, it's cool. It's totally cool. Um, and April O'Neil is actually not a terrible character. Well, there you go. As in that game. Cool, cool. Well, she is playable in uh, Shredder's Revenge. Nice. Uh, thing two that we learned is there will be team attacks. So double team moves, or maybe even quadruple team moves, might exist in Team TMNT. Nice. Thing number three, this is the obvious one, folks. You can revive your fallen uh, allies with with pizza. pizza. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And they actually showed at the very end of the trailer someone going down and (laughs) revives them with pizza. And it goes... (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right, so that's that's the new information we learned. There is a new trailer, um, but that, that's essentially what the trailer was revealing. Do you have a um, yeah? The next game is a game that we don't know a whole lot about. The trailer was super short, but I think it might be an RPG, a JRPG. Um, it is called Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaba. The uh, the Hinokami. Chronicles, if I have that Whoa. right. Hopefully I do. Damn. That's what it's called. <laughs> Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yama in a Kami Chronicles. I wonder if that's that one like game that we saw at E3. That also didn't have much of a trailer to it. Is that that was that was just like, holy shit, this is like anime, like nothing but anime. Oh yeah, I don't know because I if that's what this was. It it could be, but like I don't know, because this was really this trailer was like 
compared to that, it was nothing. Like there was uh, no dialogue at all. Oh, okay. um, it was a lot of music and a few sound effects, but there was no dialogue whatsoever. So uh, okay. I don't know, but it, I don't know if this is that, but I, I kind of hope know. it is now. <laughs> I still want to know what that was. Cause man, that was so anime. Yeah. It was so anime, but so cool at the same time. It was, it was great. No, I mean that like, as a complimentary thing. Like, oh, this is so like yeah, yeah anime. It's it cool. Like, it was animated all the best ways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, next up is something that I'm just generally glad to see. Um, so I, I wrote it down because I was generally glad that it happened. Um, on the uh, Gamescom uh, opening day, they had a little video promoting "Can I Play That." Hey, nice. So, yeah, it was awesome. It cool. was in it, and uh, I believe Ben was in it too. Nice and uh, yeah, it's awesome. Like, can I yeah. say that is 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 good people's? So yep, congratulations to them for being part of Gamescom and uh, yeah, good stuff, That's man. Really good cool. Stuff. I mean, I was technically part of Gamescom too, but my my part wasn't publicized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, next up was a trailer, another trailer, a new trailer for a game that I know, Sherlock, you're anticipating. And you, I know, I know you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna go insane when I give you this, this, this game name because I know how much you want this game. <gasps> Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Oh man, <laughs> I love me some Super Monkey Ball. No, really and some care. bananas. Yeah, because they give you plus one plus one. So they, they do. I... <laughs> I think I even have the Lucla card, so I, can... I couldn't. I couldn't even. I couldn't resist. I couldn't even resist. <laughs> I actually do think I have the King Mukla cards. I do too. I do too. Um. Anyway, back on topic. <laughs> That's what the third time we've strayed away from. <laughs> you can tell what we really want to talk about. Anyway, yeah. Um. There was there was a point to this trailer. Um. They're doing. Uh. Believe it or not, Super Monkey Ball is doing a crossover. Huh. It, this trailer was a crossover trailer revealing that Morgana from Persona Five. What? Is going to be in Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Uh, uh, all right. Yes, that's right. That's Morgana. A, that's that's random, but okay. Yep. Crossovers sometimes are. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Next up was a trailer for a game called Splitgate. It's a game that's been uh, actually floating around for quite a while. It's been kind of an early access uh, for a while, and. Uh, this actually that's why they called this the season zero trailer um, so it's it's going to have multiplayer seasons it is a so here's what it is and this is why it sounds cool not playable but cool not playable by the blind to be clear um, it is a shooter it's a multiplayer shooter meets portal so huh. you have you have the aspects of a multiplayer shooter but you also have the creation and use of portals to get around so, you know, it's it's kind of I don't know. I I think it's kind of cool, <laughs> um, but it's this is season zero trailer. They're adding a new map and new content and stuff to that. Yep. So fun times. Um, next up was a trailer for Riders Republic, which is a game that we've talked about on the show before. Oh, Misty's I saw. <laughs> Misty loves it. Oh my god, that's like her new favorite thing. Yeah, she loves it. Uh, I personally, I actually, I kind of love it too in a weird way. Like, it's just, it's just like a game that is drowning in pure coolness. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, it's all about extreme sports. So you're, you're, you know, the whole thing is you're a a writer who is, you know, part of this new club, 
that specializes in extreme sports and you do all sorts of things you you, you bike you uh you ski you like i think there are boats involved you uh um you fly in planes i mean you do a bunch of stuff it's it's nuts it's it's a it's oh, a crazy it's game that game okay it's yeah. that game yeah 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 and it's got it's got a sense of humor about it too so like there's a bunch of like cutscene crashes where you know like you're you know it's it's intended to be over the top and funny nice like where other writers were like Whoa! <laughs> you know <laughs> and stuff like that it's it's got a it's got a humor about it but it's just it just sounds like raw fun yeah raw packaged fun and uh the trailer you know this trailer was no different this, tra- this trailer sounded fun too and then they announced after this trailer that oh guess what <laughs> there's an open beta and it's happening right now <laughs> <laughs> and this is like getting it <laughs> <laughs> And she got it, and she tried it, and she loves it. Yeah, she loves it. She said she loves it enough that she knows she's going to get that game when it when it uh, releases. And I don't know the release date. Well, dang. <laughs> um, next up is another Game Pass trailer, and this time, you know, it's it's obviously not auto described because the whole show wasn't. So there you go. Yep. But it was another Game Pass trailer. Um, was next up is this time. Right. Um, oh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it was in stereo at least. Um, next up was a game called Century: Age of Ashes, and it's coming on November eighteenth. And this is a game where you can play as a dragon, ooh, and you can play as a warrior. So, I, of course, I had to joke. Can you play as a dragon warrior? <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know, but you can play as a dragon and a warrior. <laughs> that's nice. that's what we know so far. All right, there you go. Century Age of Ashes. Play as a dragon today. Well, on November 18th. Play as a dragon. Play as a dragon. Play as a warrior. Anyway. Um, next game is a game called Strikers Inc. It is a free-to-play soccer game um, made by, I believe, an independent team, but it is, uh, it is free-to-play. I don't have a release date for it, so I don't think it's out yet, but it's going to be a free-to-play soccer game for all you soccer fans out there who don't want to buy FIFA. I love and some soccer. They there are soccer fans out there who don't want to buy FIFA. Yep. Uh, next up was a trailer that I'm excited about, as as kind of a general fan. Again, not expecting playability here, at least for the blind. But I'm excited anyway because I like the franchise. Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Oh yeah, I thought that it was like has... coming out a lot sooner. It was supposed to. Yeah, it it's was. been delayed. Uh, got delayed. It was it was delayed for a massive amount of time. So it was supposed to be out this year, I believe, and uh, it is not going to happen. But we did get in this trailer a release window, and that's going to be spring 2022. Okay. Now I wonder if COVID. Uh... Oh, I'm sure it did. I'm yeah. sure it did. Yeah. It impacted some studios a lot more than others because some studios mm. were just not ready for remote work at all. Yeah. Um. So you know, it it varies. Um. So spring 2022. Now, for me, the draw with this game is. The fact that Lego, as a company, you know, the, the video game side of the Lego company, has moved into using voice acting in their games, and they didn't used to. So when the original Lego Star Wars games came out, there was no voice acting, aside from like these little tiny grunts and groans that were kind of generalized, like, yeah. not really associated much with the characters. It's like general, like, this sounds vaguely like the person, so we're going to go with it. And that's all you've got in terms of, of voices. Uh, you get like, oh. <laughs> yeah right right a little you know for and the, or whatever 
the weird thing is like they were kind of well done like um most of the not all the time but most of the time i could tell who the character was supposed to be when they did that you know um, where that, you know where that started the whole um i feel like that really started with the voice acting in like lego city undercover i thought it was i thought it was lego batman but i could be wrong maybe I, it was i think lego batman was the first one to have it i think i think i could be wrong but anyway um i like it i like the voice acting yeah yeah so they fully embrace voice acting in fact even going back to when lego star wars the force awakens came out they got a bunch of the movie actors to participate in the game a bunch of them including nice. daisy ridley Ooh. so there you go um now the reason this the reason i'm, I'm drawn in by the lego star wars saga is because they went back to the drawing board they remade the whole experience so now the first Lego Star Wars games, which are now a part of this, have the voice acting. Full voice acting. Everything. Hey. We have someone playing Luke. We have someone playing Yoda. Oh, they... And, you know, and all the, the reason I like this so much is because, you know, we, we know these stories, sure, but, like, the Lego games have they're their the, own sense of humor. Yeah, the, the silly Lego humor. Yeah, yeah, the silly Lego humor is great. Uh, in fact, they showed an example in this trailer that I think you'll get a kick out of. Um, so, so it's, it's the scene where Luke is telling Ben that he's ready to become a Jedi, right? Yeah. It's showing that scene. It's, 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 it's the Lego version of that scene. And it's not Mark Hamill, by the way. Right. He's not doing Luke, but it's cause he's a lot older now. Yep. Um, so it's not quite the same anyway, but, uh, it's, it's a decent, it's a decent, um, sound alike. So it's all good. Anyway. I remember hearing from the trailer. It's, it's definitely passable and it's fine. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, so it's that scene. And Luke is like, no, Ben, really, I'm ready. And Misty, tell, Misty, I asked Misty what happened here. Luke draws his lightsaber, except it's aimed at the floor. <laughs> so, so, it, so the beam goes through the floor. <laughs> and Ben's just like, <laughs> So nice. that's the kind of thing you can expect. And I'm totally into it. Like, yeah. I, I want to experience it. Even if I can't play the game, I want to experience the Lego version of the Star Wars saga <laughs> with all of its Lego-y humor. Bring it on. Yep. All right. Next up is a game called Synced Off Planet. Hmm. Um, it is a game that is also free to play. Um, and it is going to... It's, going to, it's a game about uh, nanomachines, nanotechnology, and how it almost destroys humanity. Um... But now, uh, I guess it might be the it might be the only thing that humanity can use to save humanity because it's being attacked by something else, and now you have to, um, I guess, like hack the nanotechnology that that almost destroyed humanity to try to save humanity. So you you basically hack things to use against your enemies. So I don't know. It seems it seems hmm. cool. That sounds like a fun concept. It it sounds interesting. I don't. The thing is, I'm not sure what they mean by companion shooter. Like, that's what they called it. Huh. And, like, to me, I'm like, does that mean it's a co-op shooter? Does that mean it's a a shooter where you're with a squad and you have just have multiple companions and yeah. you're still playing solo? I, I'm not sure what that means, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so, interesting. But, you know, it sounded cool, so there you go. Yep. Um, so this is this is interesting. From the developers of Outlast, which is a very, very well-known horror game, Yep. The Outlast Trials 
it is a cooperative horror game launching in 2022. It's it's uh, I believe it's one to three players, and uh, you are participating in these evil uh, trials of death, and uh, you have to try to survive and and you know stuff. So you're basically playing a horror game together. Cool. Yeah, I thought it was pretty neat. And Outlast is pretty uh, highly. I actually haven't. I know it's highly acclaimed. You know, isn't Outlast good? where you where you're the you're the like little kid? No, that's Binding of Isaac, I think. No, no, no. There was a, there was another. It's not Binding of Isaac, but um, there was another horror game where you're like a kid, like you're like a ten year old kid or something. I, th- I, I think I remember what you're talking about, but I, I think Outlast is the one where you're in an asylum. I thought. I, I mean, again, maybe. What do I know? <laughs> I've listened to a playthrough, but I think Outlast is the asylum one. Um, but I, I yeah, I don't know for sure. Um, so. <laughs> We'll go with that. Um, next up is, oh yeah. Next up is a game coming out of Korea called Doke V. And hmm. the thing about this game is, so so here's what, what the trailer lays out for you. It says it's, it's intended to be kind of an adorable, cute game um, about... It's an, it's, it's an open world experience where you befriend these little creatures, these little cute creatures that grow stronger uh, from the power of dreams. So, you know, kind of a, kind of a, it seems like a chill concept, right? Hmm. Yep. But then here's, here's what threw me a little bit. The trailer's playing and I'm asking Misty what's going on in the trailer. And she says, actually, really what this honestly looks like is Pokemon. And I'm like, but wait, it sounded like to me that it was saying you just befriend these creatures and stuff and that was kind of a chill experience. Pokemon says combat to me. And she's like, yeah, there's combat. Like, I, it's like, I just saw someone get hit over the head with a mallet. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, cool. So I was like, okay. So I don't really know what this is anymore. Huh. It sounds like you might be befriending some of them and maybe not some other ones. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the creatures are very cute and it's, it's a very, you know, lush environment and stuff like that, so... Nice. Very chill game. Doke V. Um, yeah, so no release date for that one. Uh, next up is Jurassic World Evolution 2. I mean, if you liked Jurassic World Evolution, here's the second one. <laughs> nice. You know, it's just it's, it's like the first game, but more. You know, it's more dinosaurs, more options for your, your uh, Jurassic World theme park. Mm. And uh, that's that's what you're doing. It's, it's, it's Dinosaur Tycoon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially what it is but let's not forget folks the the, the biggest sell of of, uh, of that game jeff goldblum of course hey, that, that is forget. really cool that he's in it <laughs> yeah it is he's in the first one too but like it's, it's cool that he's he's continuing the trend yep in fact the first one contains i think three actors from the original jurassic park i think oh wow i want to say three but i could be wrong hopefully it's all three of them that come back but i don't know yet jeff goldblum is the only one that's confirmed mm-hmm but it's another trailer. I mean, it sounds... I actually liked the sound effects in the first one. Like, I, I really think they did good with the audio design uh, of the dinosaurs and everything in the first one. Mm-hmm. And this, this trailer sounds like they, they continued that trend. And, of course, they used Jurassic Park theme because you have to. It's, yeah. it's a classic. You can't sell this game without it. And, yep. and you know, it's, it's a niche game, but I think it's, it's going to be... It's going to probably do well. Oh, yeah. Um, 
especially if you like the first one. Hopefully they just improved on the, the first one. I remember that uh, Darkseid Phil played the first one. And what I remember is that he liked it a lot at first, but felt after a point that it kind of ran dry of content. Like you had mm-hmm. done everything pretty quickly and then there was nothing else to do. You just mm-hmm. built up your park and then you were done. So hopefully there's something that keeps the, the replay uh, value up. Yeah. Or, or keeps the flow going or, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, so that's that. Another trailer for that is available. Uh, no, no release date on that, by the way. So I don't know when that's coming out. Um, next up is a Far Cry Six story trailer, and you know, you know this sounds good. I mean, it's it's Ubisoft does a lot of things, some things they do very well, and one of those things is performance capture, acting, and and sound design and, and stuff in their games lately. And so this Far Cry 6 story trailer featuring, of course, the incredibly talented Giancarlo Esposito, known, uh, known for playing Gus at Breaking Bad, is awesome. Um, he's, he's great for the role. He's just great for it. And he, this, this, this shows, it's kind of, this, this trailer honestly is showing him off, I think. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually only the end of it is about the protagonist of the game. Most of it's about him. <laughs> and, you know, good though he's 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 such a he's a good actor he's perfect for this role as your your main antagonist for this game and it's just it's cool it's cool it's him getting getting interviewed and justifying his his horrific actions and saying you know basically um the people whose lives i save won't care about my methods later wow (laughs) you know so it's it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I, I I'm actually in I'm I'm interested in Far Cry Six again, as because I like the the Ubisoft storytelling method. I like Ubisoft's open world you know methodology. Again, not expecting full playability here. Uh, I know Ubisoft's still working their way towards full playability of a game for the blind. They're just not quite there yet. Hopefully, yep. Hopefully next time. I don't know. <laughs> Still hoping for that Star Wars game. I know. Ubisoft Star Wars, come on, guys. Make it happen. Hire me immediately. Um, <laughs> so next up, next up is a trailer for the Vampire the Masquerade themed Battle Royale experience, Blood Hunt. Um, it was a trailer that was intended to show you a little bit more about the, the clans uh, in Vampire the Masquerade, kind of teach you about how they're going to affect the, the game in Blood Hunt. Yeah. And it's cool, like, Missy played the the um, the alpha that that uh, they had for Blood Hunt. She played that for a little while, and she enjoyed it. So, you know, if she enjoyed it, then that's all. That's all the selling point I needed. Um, it seems cool. I like the fact that it's Vampire the Masquerade themed. You actually keeping up the masquerade is actually part of the game. You have to try to not draw too much attention to yourself, even while you're fighting other vampires, because it's all part of the masquerade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of cool. Um, but it is going into early access on September seventh. So if you are a fan of Vampire the Masquerade and you can play a game like Blood Hunt, early access, September 7th, there you go. Uh, enjoy. Um, and then there was a game that is kind of a resurrection of an old franchise, uh, but it's not, it's not called that. So it's called Park Beyond. It is a theme park simulation game, much like Roller Coaster Tycoon. Ah, but it's not calling itself roller coaster tycoon. That's 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 what it is. Like, like you're building a theme park. You can build your own roller coasters just like that. Um, 
you can do over the top stuff. The thing they showed in the trailer that that uh, got Misty uh, pretty good was um, they built a roller coaster. And again, to be clear, very over the top, intentionally probably. They built a roller coaster where you get shot out of a cannon. Huh. And Whoa. then you fly and then you land on the track. <laughs> cool. So, I mean, that's the kind of things apparently you can do in this game. <laughs> <laughs> who wants to, who would, I don't, I don't think I would get on that roller coaster. Uh, no, How do you know either. it's going to fly exactly the way it's supposed to fly every time? Yeah. There's so many, there's so much math that can make a difference I in that flight. I don't think I would. I don't think I'd get on that. <laughs> I don't think so. Nope. Um, that game is coming in 2022. That's the only release window we got was 2022. No dates, specifically. So there you go. Park Beyond, that game is called. Hmm. Um, Jet the Far Shore was next. You might remember Jet the Far Shore as a game we talked about during the PlayStation uh, Future Games event when they were announcing PS5 games. Um, Jet the Far Shore is the game where they were uh, it's it's kind of the chill game that I kind of equated to games like Journey, where the point is exploration. The point is not to get into a bunch of combat. You know, it's not it's not it's to not worry. Basically, it's just exploration, and there there is story. We did learn a little bit about about the story. You are apparently attempting to save a civilization that is on the brink of extinction, but you don't do that through combat. You do that by finding things, discovering things on the planet as you explore it. Huh. So there you go. I, I, I still, you know, I did, I did, I, I remember very clearly that I, I promoted this game when we talked about it because I was like, you know, I, I used to, I used to not like games like this, but now ever since Journey happened, I'm all about it. I think there's definitely a place for this, and I, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping maybe Misty plays it and we just have a chill, chill day going through uh, Jet the Far Shore. Nice. By Sounds the way, yeah, yeah. By the way, it is coming to PC as well via Epic Games. So it's coming to PS5, PS4, and PC. So ah. there you go. Um, next up is, believe it or not, an update on Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, yes. Sony's, Sony's name wasn't listed in the list of partners, but they did make their, themselves uh, heard by giving us this announcement. Horizon Forbidden West does have a new release date. We know it got delayed. Now we know when it got delayed until. <laughs> it is coming out on February 18th, 2022. Hey, not bad. So they, they didn't delay it too much. They kept it to uh, the first part of, of 2022. So props to them on that. Oh, and then they made another surprise announcement. The Horizon Zero Dawn 50, 50, 60 frames per second patch is live now on PS5. Um, it went live during the event. So, boom. You know, boom. Um, next up was a trailer for New World, which is Misty's actual favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, New World is a game that had a, a, uh, a public beta. Well, I guess, no, it was actually a closed beta, but she got into it. Um, and it was it it blew up, uh, and we talked about this on the show too. Like everyone was shocked at how good this game actually was. Um, and uh, now we have learned 
that there is going to be a new public open beta that starts on uh, September 9th. So Misty's excited about that, as you can possibly, as you can imagine. Misty played New World every day that it was available. And her reaction to when it became available was, eh, I'll try it. I'll play it for a little while and then I'll just, you know, I'll wait till the game comes out. That's not what happened. <laughs> because <laughs> as it turns out, New World is good. So, uh, yay. So, uh, yeah. So there'll be a, a public beta starting on the 9th of September. Look forward to that if you're a fan of the game. Uh, they then announced another Marvel game. <laughs> but this one is a little bit different in that it's a mobile game. Um, now, the cool thing is it is available today. Well, it was available then on, during the announcement. And it was, uh, it was free. It, it's free. It's free to play. It's called Marvel Future Revolution. It's on mobile platforms, Android and iOS. And it's free. So if you can play those games, check it out. I mean, again, I doubt it's playable by the blind. Because it is, it's it's got all the things. It's got, you know, I heard music, I heard voice acting, and it sounds great for a mobile game, especially. It sounds great, but uh, usually the more complex the game, the less playable it is on mobile. So, yeah, I have doubts. Uh, next up was a musical performance performing "Tales of Arise." Uh, the musical performance was by Lindsey Sterling, who is a well-known violinist uh, and kind of like. I guess she's like a techno violinist. What would you call that? Are you familiar with her music at all? Yeah, no. I guess not. Um, <laughs> so Lindsay Sterling performs this uh, Tales of Arise uh, main theme slash um, compilation song. And uh, it's, it's basically just promoting the game. I believe, yeah, the Tales of Arise demo is available now. You can play a demo of the game. The game uh, does not have a release date to my knowledge, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, then they announced a game called Tales of Luminaria, which is a mobile game in the Tales universe that is currently in development. No release date on that. It's just being announced. So no release date there. But you, the, the Tales fans out there are getting, are getting a mobile game. I believe they also said that was the 17th Tales game in that huge, huge franchise. Um. Next up is Jumanji The Curse Returns. And it is, a, it is an actual Jumanji video game. Yes, it is a Jumanji-themed video game, which is cool because Jumanji the movie, the, not, the, not the older movie, but the newer movie, uh, actually is in a video game, inside of a video game. Like, they, they go inside of a game, a video game. So that's cool. It's like you're not, now we're getting the, the game version of that, I guess. But it's called The Curse Returns. It's a video game. And I don't have a release date on that either. So there you go. Next up is a trailer for Lost Judgment, the uh, Yakuza partner game, I guess. It's the game that's in the Yakuza universe uh, with the lawyers and the violence and the, the fun stuff and the beat em up and action and fun things. Um, so yeah, Lost, Lost Judgment. I mean, Judgment has, has you know, I've always been intrigued by Judgment. It's got a tremendous voice cast, uh, much like Yakuza Like a Dragon does. Um, Lost Judgment is, is kind of more of that, and I believe the same actors return, and it sounds great. It's, it, sounds like, it sounds like the combination of old Yakuza and what Judgment has now become, which is the, the live, uh, the real-time action um, option for Yakuza fans. 
Uh, next up is a promotion for the DJ called Dead Mouse, who is building a persistent world in a platform called Core, which I guess is kind of like Roblox in that you can create things in it, um, like Roblox and Dreams and those kind of uh, building systems. And yeah, Dead Mouse is making a thing, and it's for his community, and it got promoted on Gamescom because she's Dead Mouse, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Um, next up is another crossover event. Um, it's a team up between another team up between Disney and Fall Guys for Jungle Book content. Yes, that's right, folks. Jungle Book content. Um, they'll you'll you'll be able to play as everyone from Baloo to Mowgli to the Tiger Guy, all the all the things. Um, you know, um. There you go. That's that's what it is. It's, it's new skins for Fall Guys for uh, Jungle Book event. Um, there's a game called Replaced. I know that we've seen the trailer for this game before. I know we have. But I do not remember it. <laughs> I remember it too. Um, I mean, I don't remember it specifically, but I remember the game. Yeah, so... The reason that the reason I bring this up is because the trailer that we saw during the Gamescom event was specifically promoting the fact that the tr- the song that was in the trailer that we already saw is available on Spotify now. Because <laughs> apparently the song got a lot of hype. So, so there you <laughs> go. The song, if you liked the song in the replaced trailer, is available on Spotify. Uh, next up is another gameplay trailer for Age of Empires 4. Not going to do too much more about that because we already covered it. Um, Valheim is getting a content update called Hearth and Home. Uh, that's coming on September 16th. Uh, Misty's a huge Valheim player now uh, because of her friend uh, group. They play it and uh, looking forward to it. So September 16th, Valheim, Hearth and Home. More content, more things to do in the worlds of Valheim. Crossfire, a new shooter that Misty thought for a second was <laughs> Battlefield because it looked so good. Um, is... I've got the Crossfire music playing in my head from oh, the no. old 90s commercial. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, if not, you remember that thing. Not that Crossfire. You I do. I do remember that. Crossfire. Oh, my God, I do remember that. I do remember that. Crossfire. <laughs> I don't think I ever had one, but I remember the commercial. They're neat, actually. It's it's a very satisfying, uh, fun game to play. Yeah, yeah. Um. So this, So this one... Is a modern video game, not a '90s commercial. <laughs> um, so, a new game called Crossfire. It's a shooter that looked so good that Misty thought it was Battlefield for a second. That's how good. It oh was. wow! Um, but it's not Battlefield. It's a new shooter called Crossfire, and the only thing we know is that it's coming soon. That's all we know. <laughs> um, there's a game called Steel Commander. It's a game in collaboration with the World of Tanks creators. Don't know much about it, but there you go. If you like tanks, I guess. Um, I guess it's more of that. I mean, it's called Steel Commander. I imagine you're still commanding tanks and vehicles of all types. Yeah. Um, Genshin Impact got a trailer because they're promoting Aloy from Horizon uh, being in Genshin Impact. And uh, this this is literally just a trailer for her content. And mm-hmm. I was disappointed. I was disappointed because Genshin Impact, for all the reasons I'm not really into it, Genshin Impact has gotten some pretty good voice talent involved. So I'm surprised to report that they did not get Ashley Birch to play Aloy in the content for the game. 
So weird flex, weird. Uh, also, they announced a Genshin concert um, coming later in the year. I believe it's in October. Yep, October 3rd, Genshin concert celebrating one year of Genshin Impact coming October 3rd, 2021. Um, if you'd like to listen to some orchestrated Genshin Impact music, that is how you do it. Next up is a game that Sherlock and I are both interested in, a game called Sifu, um, which oh, yeah. we, we learned about that on the PS5 event back in the day. Um, we got a release date for that. And guess when the release date is? It is 2-22-22. Hey, that's cool. <laughs> All of the twos. Yeah. Um, so Sifu, martial arts oh, combat game. Yeah. It sounds super interesting. Um, might be playable. I mean, it's it's pretty much all about martial arts combat right as far as we can tell so who knows but i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be on ps5 ps5 Indeed. um the next thing was uh, a really cool uh, initiative that gamescom is doing throughout the the whole event that i would encourage if you can i would encourage you to participate if you if you can't i understand i mean i i'm not i'm obviously not the one pressuring you but if you can it'd be cool Gamescom is doing a Gamescom Forest initiative. Um, basically, the idea is they want to get a group of gamers to plant an entire forest. And if you'd like to donate to the cause, you can go to gamescom.com slash forest to uh, contribute to the Gamescom Forest initiative. So there you go. Cool things. Very cool. They did a really cool commercial for this. Like, uh, They did it like it was a game trailer. Like... Um, Oh, I can't remember all the puns they used. Like, but they're like from the creators of Pinecraft, and like you know, they, they, it was a bunch <laughs> of tree puns, tree puns combined with video game names, and uh, I can't think, I can't remember them all, but uh, you know, um, it was it was cool. And the last thing, the last thing was the Yay. extended the ex- <laughs> the extended uh, a demonstration. Thank you, Hideo Kojima, of Death Stranding: The Director's Cut. That's coming. Uh, very soon, in fact. It's coming... I have the release date, pretty sure. September 24th. Yes, very soon. Death Stranding Director's Cut. It's going to have a lot of new stuff. It's going to have new missions, so basically new story content. It's going to have uh, new vehicles and ways to move around. It's going to have new uh, activities you can do, like like the previously mentioned races and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. Like it's gonna have a bunch of new stuff in this director's cut. So I think this trailer exists to kind of justify the price that it'll probably also have. <laughs> yeah. Because I think but, it's, you know, it's still gonna be a full price game, right? Well so. my hope is that they treat it like the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut where they, they offer uh people an upgrade price. Like Ghost of Tsushima, you can upgrade it if you own the previous game, you can upgrade it to the director's cut for twenty bucks. That's eh, not bad. So if they do that, I think it'll be fine. But hopefully, they're gonna try to sell it as a as a new sixty dollars game because it's still mm-hmm. the same game. It's it's got more content and maybe even a lot more content, but it's still the same game. So I yep. I hope they don't overdo that. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. So September twenty fourth, that's coming out, and that's it for Gamescom, folks. Woo! Ooh. Oh my god! Woo! Yeah, that was uh, that was. And it's uh, not even over. Put the work in, man. No, it's not even over. Actually, apparently there are still reveals that are happening throughout the next couple days. Um, so there may be more coming next week when we talk about next week's uh, 
gaming news and stuff. But um, do we know? Ooh, just had a thought. A thought. Ooh, wonder if Gamescom is going to be where another realm announces their. Wouldn't that be good? I would. Well, we'll know in the next couple of days. Ooh, yes, you will. <laughs> we'll know in the next couple of days. Um, all right. So now the things that we all really want to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so you know what? I'm going to do this though first. I'm going to do this first because of the thing we really want to talk about. I'm going to um, to uh, pull rank. No, <laughs> no. I want to. I want to mention something else first because I want to make sure that we cover that. And don't just go off on, on a tangent about the, the really cool thing. So I want to mention that the Hades mods, the Hades accessibility mods, have been updated again. And um, the, uh, the work is proceeding as planned toward the modification of certain menus in the game. So the new update to the Hades accessibility mods uh, changed the interface for the Wretched Broker to make um, it basically more compatible with OCR. So now you can, you can effectively read when you access the Wretched Broker's uh, menu you can effectively read the items that are available and their costs. So it's, yep. uh, it's, it's a big improvement, even though it appears to be a small one, uh, because I always kind of wondered about the deals and it's always hard to read with the, the way it is uh, normally. Cause actually still, it's still icons, you know? Yeah. All of the items are still icons. So it's, it's very difficult to read normally, but this, uh, this makes it a lot easier and it, it works very well. Of course it does. Cause that mod is awesome. Yep. Okay. Speaking of awesome mods, oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, we hinted at it multiple times during the show, <laughs> but now we're actually going to really talk about it. The Hearthstone Access mod has been updated, and it got updated today, by the way. Yep. This release was today. Now, you called it. Did I? Yeah. I did, didn't I? I did last time, didn't I? Like what if Dang. it's Thursday? Oh, that's oh that's what that's what you mean. Yeah. What if it's yeah. Thursday? That's right. It is it is Thursday. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. That's right. I was like, that's right, because he said he was he was gonna be later in the week. I was like, what if it's Thursday? Oh, it is Thursday. <laughs> but no. Okay, so okay, so here's the thing. This 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 guide dev individual man guy person. I don't know how he does it. I I, I don't I don't understand how he survives i think he's like he may not be human i think he's like part machine or something i think at this point it's pretty obvious that he is (laughs) because here's here's the thing yo um okay so on the discord server like i kind of i kind of went back and forth with guide dev on the discord server for a while on the uh on the hearthstone access discord server and um I was saying, you know, and people agreed with me on this. Like, I was like, okay, I think it's awesome that what you're doing next is, is uh, the deck builder, but I know it's going to take you a really long time and, and, and don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. I don't expect much for, you know, several releases because it's going to take you all this time because I know the deck builder screen is probably one of the most complex things in the game. And don't, don't worry. About it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So then, so then, uh, earlier, I think it was like two or three days ago, he sends a message uh, to the Discord server that says, hey, hey, everyone, just giving you an update on my progress. <laughs> I have already written 5,000 lines of code <laughs> for the deck builder. 
just for that part of the mod, it's five thousand lines of code already. In a in a week. In a week. In a week, he did this. How? In a week. Like what? And and basically, what he said was, "Yeah, so in the next update, you will be able to browse your entire collection and build standard decks." To your heart's content. Yep. The only things that aren't in are crafting and disenchantment. Oh, man. That's it. <laughs> I wonder if we can change our hero. Ooh, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I actually do kind of care about that. <laughs> I do, too. I, and I want to show you who Scabs is. Yeah. Because I have a scab skin. Oh, wait, you do too now. I got him too, has. yeah. That's right, you have him too. So Rachel, we, we, Rachel claimed him for me the other day. We could have scabs versus uh, Taronda. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. Hmm. And also, I, I want to learn more about hero powers. Like, is that is the different hero powers just a story thing? Or can you actually change it? I think some heroes have different... I don't know, actually. Well, I did notice one thing. Have you noticed that um, Taronda's animation for healing herself is different than Anduin's? Yep. Yeah. She she also has a little little flourishy thing um, in her intro as well. Oh, she 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 does something different in her intro. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's like a little pew sound that you hear. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, I I genuinely didn't expect him to get this far with one week of working on this deck. Yeah, I was ready to wait several releases. I said this on the Discord server. Yeah. I was expecting to wait several releases before I could even build a deck. Sure. I was thinking like this would be uh, maybe maybe this first release. I was like maybe you can like go maybe the collection will be in the menu. Uh, you know that you can access with the mod. Click on the collection. Maybe you can like look at a deck <laughs> <laughs> or something. But no, we can build decks now. The only thing we can't do is. Craft and disenchant things, and and crafting is is a part of like the meta now. I, I get that, but so that is still a missing link. But still, with the cards we have, we can start building decks now. I don't think we can open packs yet. I mean, like we not with the mod. Yeah, we can, yeah. we can, but not with the mod. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, that's okay because we can we can use golden cursor for that. Yep. And by the way, like he he's fully like guide them is fully aware of, of Golden Curse. Like people talk about it on the Discord server all the time. Like, yeah. He's he gets it. Yep. He knows that people are doing what they can, you know, while he while he works on stuff. He gets he gets the, the logic behind it. Yeah. So like I, I was I, I will admit I was kind of worried about that at first. Like, what if he like what if he sees people using Golden Curse and is like, oh well then I I don't need to, do this. Have to work on this. Yeah. No, but he he he's, he's completely behind it. He's like, okay, I mean if you're making a golden cursor file, use it for this for now and stuff. Yeah. And he even gave us a hint. He was like, he's like, he put it on at the end of that post where he talked about his progress. He was like, so those who are working on golden cursor files may want to focus on 
buying packs so you can make these brand new decks after the next release. <laughs> wink, oh, wink. I want to buy packs. <laughs> I want to buy packs so bad. Yeah, man. I'm probably gonna buy. Packs. <laughs> I'll probably, I'll probably, I'll probably drop. I'm not gonna lie. I'll probably drop like twenty bucks on some packs. Get, but it'd be nice. Fifteen to, packs. But it'd be nice to, uh, you know use gold as well for for packs yeah i know i know i don't even know how much gold i have probably a lot um i think i've got like 1500 yeah because the battle pass gives you a bunch of gold Mm -hmm. a bunch um and i'm level 52 in the battle pass now so oh man (laughs) yeah i'm I'm 24 in um apprentice now i think that's that's pretty good, actually. No, yeah, yeah I think that equates because, like, I am just—I just hit eighteen in Apprentice, so nice. I've been—I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone, though, a lot of Hearthstone. Yep. <laughs> no lie, I've been playing a lot. Uh, so I think that's—that's that's probably if you're if you're a little bit behind in the battle pass, that probably equates perfectly with, with where yeah. we're both at. Um, now my hope is, and I haven't confirmed this yet because I actually haven't even had time to try this yet. Um, like I said, it came out today. I haven't even looked at it yet. Sterlock's given it 30 seconds. By the way, tell us, Sterlock. Give us the insider info. What did you, in that 30 seconds of time <laughs> you spent looking at it, what did you see? Anything um, cool? There's like, you go into my collection and it's, just, it's like, um, you know, browse your collection, um, edit a deck. Oh, good. I was about to ask that question. Read a deck. Uh, new deck. I know there's there's quite a few things. So that was I was literally about to ask that question. I was like, I know we can make a new deck. Can I edit the one that I started building? Yep. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yep, I can fix that deck now, Sterlock. I don't know how it works yet, but uh, I can fix it. Yeah. I can fix that. <laughs> yep. Ah. <laughs> so, I don't know how it works yet, but uh, it's. Well, awesome it's awesome we'll see i'm gonna build me some decks man man i can't believe it i'm gonna build me some decks man i'm gonna build a lot of decks man yeah then we're gonna fight man it's gonna be it's gonna be a brand new experience like oh dude with our fights between us from now on are gonna be brand new experiences yep because like now we can do the thing that people actually do which is try a deck out yep figure out where the pain points are I think we and can then del- edit them. I think we can delete decks too. I think that is the thing we also can do. So that's good. I hope we can delete them because I, I do want to delete some of the older ones. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what it's going to be like now. Yep. We'll, we'll make new decks just to try them on each other. And then we'll be like, oh, okay, well, this, this deck struggles when this happens and blah, 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 blah. And then we'll go and fix it. And then we'll do it again. <laughs> yep. I, I realized. My problem with like that paladin deck, yeah, is really good. I like that paladin deck a lot, but yeah. it does not have any card draw. It other doesn't, than, does it? Other it really than the order. You are correct. Other than yeah, you're right. It doesn't it really have no much. No card draw. It does not have much. You are that's, correct. Yeah, that's a problem when it turn when a uh, game goes beyond like ten, twelve turns or so. Like, yeah, I only have one card in my hand. I'm kind of screwed. Yeah, yeah, that is a problem. That's a problem, and that's that's the same problem my Demon Hunter deck has that I built on the website. Yeah, it doesn't have enough card draw, which I need because if you saw my quest line, 
It's literally yep. draw cards. <laughs> yeah. But man, Apparently, if I complete that quest, I get Kurtris. Cool. Apparently, Quest Warlock is Quest Warlock is top tier meta right now. Super duper broken in meta right now. Yeah. Yeah, because it's easy. I mean, it's yeah. well, well, let, well. Let me let me let me change that. It's not. It's not that it's. I mean, it, it requires a lot of work to make the deck. Because I've seen it. I fought one. I fought actually. I fought like two or three by now. Yeah. Um. I've seen how it works. I understand how it works. Basically, what you need is quest warlock has to deal damage to itself to yep. uh, to complete its quest. So, you're, and, and and I know if if you don't know what this is, guys uh, listening to this show, you're like, well, how is that a problem? Like, that sounds like it's good for you, right? Well, here's the deal. The balance that you achieve if you work on that deck, the balance you're going for is you 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 do do things that deal damage to you, but you also get a lot of lifesteal cards. Yeah. And so you get your health back, even if you even if you take a lot of damage, because you have to deal the damage to yourself um, on and your the, own turn. And the big card you want, and actually I do have this card, is um, you have that- it? It, well, no, no, no. Hold on. Oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> the battlegrounds <laughs> battlemaster card is like the crux of that of that deck. Um, yeah, which forget, uh, which one was that? I forget why, but does it do damage to you, or does it? It does it have life steal? Uh, it does. I don't know. It does something. Um, a guy I know, podcaster and and stuff. Um. He actually, I actually inspired him to uh, start writing text articles again. Oh, cool! And he did an article on Quest Warlock and how it's just absurdly broken. And he actually did like a little mock. Don't even necessarily need the quest part of the quest warlock, and it's still really, really good. <laughs> cool! And he, like he goes into detail on like what cards to use and why and how they. I'll, I'll link you to the article. It's actually really well written. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, look, and here's the thing: like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, so uh, people in the in the uh, Discord server for Hearthstone Axis were talking about the Quest Warlock and uh, how broken it was, and I was like, "Look, I, I get it. Yes, it is. I know. I faced them. I died to them, but I still want it. <laughs> I want it too. <laughs> like, I would if I had those cards." I would absolutely build that deck. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, dude! I totally would too. I I because um, I like the quest line system a lot. I just like the way that I like that mechanic. I like how that yeah. works. They're really neat. That's why I'm glad I have one as a demon hunter. I just want to make that deck work. Um, I mean, everybody really gets a free one with the um, battle pass anyway. With um, flight master Dunger or whatever, he works differently though. I think. Does he? Yeah, so so from what from what I understand with him is he's the only I don't know if he's the only one, I can't say that, but he his quest and line you choose one. You choose one, yeah. You pick yeah. what the, the they call it the flight path. Yeah. And it, it just chooses what your quest is. And once you complete that, you get a, a different reward depending on which quest you chose. Mm-hmm. But I, I do wanna I do wanna try him out too, because I haven't I haven't actually tried him. I know I have him because Battle Passer, right. People so I do have him. People use him a lot. I've I've seen him used in a lot of matches that I've fought. So yeah, okay, yeah, I'll He's... I'll throw him in a deck because um, I can now. I love these. Yeah, I know. I'm. Oh, man. <laughs> I wanna. I I like. I wanna. I wanna make a deck, but I also kind of need sleep. So I'm probably gonna sleep 
after the podcast, and then well, like I said, make a deck. I, I got to I got to write on the Hades guide. I, I know. can't do this right away either. I know, but I'm, I committed to it. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to do my my at least an hour, I mean, at least an hour of time. I yeah. said an, I said an hour to two, so I'll give you guys an hour today. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm busy. All right. <laughs> but yeah, man, I can't believe it though. Like already, the deck builder is in. Yeah. Again. How is it that it's this far along? How? Yeah. <laughs> also, here's a card to shoot for. Um, it's in the um, Madness of the Dark Moon Fair expansion. Okay. Um, Rachel, actually, you saw it. You saw it. I think it was um, it was in one of the uh, matches that Rachel fought against you. Oh. Which one was it? Um, it was the Runaway Blackwing. Runaway Blackwing. Um, the one that I remember, <laughs> the one that I remember from those matches because it annoyed me was the one that got three three because she healed herself first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, oh yeah, that's that one annoyed like, me so much. That one's like a staple of her. Of her it's deck. so the, the reason it's annoying. Uh, it, it's, it's fine. So you have good. it. But it's 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 so good. It's so annoying because it's a five five by default with taunt. But if, actually, it no, the uh, no, it actually the the taunt part of it I think is part. Oh, it's still of part of the heal yourself first. Yeah, yeah. So if you heal yourself, it's an eight eight with taunt. With taunt. It's nuts. And she had two of them on the field at one point. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the so uh, which one was this though? The Runaway Blackwing was the one where it's a 9-9, I think it is. Oh, God. And it also deals 9 damage to a minion at the... At the Battle Cry? No, at the, at the end of every turn. <gasps> yeah, I remember that one now. <laughs> yep. And she got that one by accident because she like discovered a random dragon... So like that wasn't even part of her normal deck, but she was just like, "Oh, I want that card now." That was that's really good. <laughs> yep, yep. Dang, dang man. <laughs> I want that one. I do have Deathwing. Do you have Deathwing? I don't have Deathwing. I don't think. Deathwing don't the Destroyer. Oh, huh? Deathwing the Destroyer. He is a twelve twelve by default. Oh, I have a funny story. I never told you the story. So. <laughs> A couple weeks ago for Tavern Brawl, it was the death the death rattle thing. Yeah, I need to ask you how to play Tavern Brawl because I got I tried it and I got confused because uh, like it looked like you had to build the deck and I was last like week's, last week's was this week's is um is not um, okay cool anyway go it on <laughs> depends it changes every week okay go on but. So a couple of weeks ago, we um, it was one of the ones where you get a random deck. Okay. And um, the theme for that one was um, every minion has a random death roll or death rattle. And, oh my god! Every minion has a death rattle. Yep. Wow. Okay. Uh, okay. And. 
I happened to get what was it? It was like a with a one one minion, mm-hmm. and I like discovered um, a dragon. Yeah, which was Deathwing. Wasn't Deathwing ah! happened to be Deathwing. Deathwing is awesome. And and then I got the death rattle where it was summon a dragon from your hand with the one one, and so the one oh. summoned Deathwing. <laughs> And, and then and the, the person, person your opponent knew regret. <laughs> the per they immediately conceded. They conceded. They're like, it, nope. It was only like four turns in, though. Like they, like they could have. No, I okay get it though. with it. But it was early I mean, enough where they could have. If it were me, I would have tried to roll with it. But yeah, dude, but dude, just definitely... the fact that they immediately conceded made it funny, though. Just like yeah, yeah okay. But dude, I kind of get it because. Deathwing is a 10 mana they're just, card. They're just like, nope. Deathwing costs 10 mana, Thrawn. If you didn't know, if you don't have Deathwing, True. it co- he costs 10 mana. Yeah. And you summon him a few turns in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was oh, pretty... man. It was really funny. I wish I wish uh, there had been witnesses to that. because That is great. Funny. Uh, oh, yeah. man. Deathwing, Deathwing is a great last resort card, though, because... Yep. He destroys all minions in his battle cry. Every uh, other minion besides himself. Yeah. This week's Tavern Brawl uh, seems really fun. Uh, it's called Clone Ball. Duh. Okay. <laughs> uh, and your hand is filled with, um, or your deck is filled with um, minions who clone themselves uh, four times. Actually, random legendaries. Who Oh my god! Four times. So it's just like, it's going to be just all kinds of powerful weird crazy stuff i'm gonna have some fun with that i'm gonna try that yeah i'm gonna do it cool awesome (laughs) yeah it's pretty fun so i think it's time sterlock i think it's time to make the announcement ah yes the the big announcement so folks we're not just talking about hearthstone because we love it i mean we are but (laughs) (laughs) there is there is another reason ladies and gentlemen we got him. Yep. We got him. Next week on the Breakdown Walls podcast, episode 99. Let's not forget the importance of this. On episode 99, we'll be featuring an interview with the one, the only guide dev themselves. Oh, my God. We get to talk to them about Hearthstone Access. I I can't wait to pick their brain live about, about just how 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 do you do it yeah how do you do because nobody do knows <laughs> nobody has been able to figure it out yet are you human <laughs> are you we don't think so but <laughs> try to convince us we might believe you <laughs> yeah um and i think i think with that i think that's that's gonna do it yep i think that's gonna do it for episode 98 um yeah, yeah folks Gamescom happened. Hearthstone mod updates happened. Yeah. And we got guide dev next week. Oh, that reminds me. It's being a Hearthstone. Uh, uh, uh. Um, you might want to link your Battle.net account to Twitch. To Twitch? There's a 
Hearthstone event happening on August 31st. Yeah. Oh. And there's a, apparently um, a new, like, mercenary mode coming. They're going to be talking about that. A new mercenary mode? Yeah. What? <laughs> um, but the cool thing is, if you link your um, Battle.net account to Twitch, if you watch... A certain amount of time, I forget. It's like 15 minutes and maybe a half hour. Um, you'll get card. You'll get a couple card packs. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. All right. Yep. Well, thank you, Sterlock. I appreciate yeah. that. And that goes for all you listeners out there. <laughs> yep. If you're, um, if you're going to, if you're players of Hearthstone already or if you're about to start, it's on there. It might be on the site, on the Hearthstone site too, but I found it on the, somebody retweeted the play Hearthstone. Uh, Twitter account. That's where I saw the announcement cool. today. Cool. I'm I'm down. Yep. All right. Excellent. Well, there you go. Hearthstone players, link up your Battle.net accounts and check it out on the yeah. 31st. Okay. Well, uh, that concludes episode 98. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, we're only two episodes away from 100, and that's why I think that it's so cool that we have Guide Dev on 99. I actually think that's really it's perfect it's it is like perfect <laughs> it's kind of perfect yep so there we go um next week guide dev look forward to it um for now Sterlock, go get some sleep man i think i will yes go get some sleep <laughs> i'm gonna go write some hades guide and uh then i'm gonna try to build the deck and uh probably just weep while doing it the whole time <laughs> <laughs> and also also tavern brawl i'll probably do that too yep all right See you next time, folks.